a couple of weeks ago, um, I was watching a YouTube video, and it happened to be uh, the Ralco story. And I got to thinking, you know, I'm looking at it, and it goes through uh, all the different divisions um, of Ralco and uh, the path that, that Ralco has, has taken. And uh, you see all the different people and uh, gifts and talents that it takes to make up uh, the mission that they've got. Uh, there are so many different people that have um, different gifts from, uh, from the lab to the scientists to the, to the visionaries, to the PhDs, to the accountants and attorneys. Um, you know, you get all that. But, you know, I started to think after I'm watching that that this is, this is the model for, for the kingdom. You know, each one of us have, have gifts and talents and uh, unique experiences and, and uh, situations and understanding that, that we bring to the table, that, that if we all bring this to the table, we can see the kingdom enhance, uh, just like Ralco has seen their, their, their business grow. I think the, the tough part um, about the kingdom work is that, you know, Hollywood paints this romantic picture for us uh, of what life is supposed to be like. And at least I know that it did for me. You know, before um, I was able to do anything, before I could get up here, before I could tell anybody about the love of Jesus Christ, I had better make sure that my life looked a certain way. And whether or not that's, you know, you're feeling that or not, that's what it was for me. And I think that's where we, that's where we stumble and that's where we fall, and that's where Satan wants to keep us, is in this pit of despair. And, and um, you know, if you don't look a certain way, uh, you can't do this. Or if you're struggling with certain things, that, that you can't do this. But we all can. You know, as we look around, we've got, um, there's pain. There's pain everywhere. I go back to the, uh, to the, if you wait until you can afford to have kids to have kids, you're never going to have kids. Well, if you're going to wait until your life looks rosy to be able to step out and to be able to claim what Christ has done for you and to be able to make that impact on, your, on the kingdom, it's probably not going to happen either. You know, it's the same thing. You know, the reality is that there's pain all over the place in this world. There's pain in, there's still pain in my life. There's pain in, in your life. There's pain in our friend's life, in this congregation's life. You know, if you look around, we've got uh, a problem in America with drugs and alcohol pain. The sex trafficking industry, the sex trafficking industry, are you kidding me? Pain. Over half of marriages are ending in divorce today. Pain. The bullying that's taking place at schools and what it's doing to our children is incredible. Pain. Mental illness is in the headlines of, of the newspaper on and uh, on your news feed or, you know, the 10 o'clock news at night, pain, pain, pain. Life can be tough, and it is tough, but we still all have a very, very critical role to play in enhancing the kingdom. Last week, uh, whew, last week during worship, um, the Holy Spirit just, you know, really hit me like a ton of bricks and reminded me of what life was like uh, for me just over two years ago. Uh, there were a lot of issues that I had that I put on the back burner that I said, 
I'll deal with this later. Or I justified it by saying, oh, it's l at least it's not as bad as my college buddies. You should see what they're up to right now. You know? Um, all of these things, you know, I, I just put on the back burner and just hoped, I just hoped that someday they would take care of themselves. You know, the problem is, is that I had, what I had done in my own life is I had created myself and made myself the God of my own life. Well, let me tell you, we, we should all be thankful that I'm not God because I was not good at it. You know, there was pain. There was, there was a lot of pain. There were things that I had to, to deal with. You know, what happened with those things that um, I'd put off uh, or deal with at a later time is that they would end up coming back and consuming me uh, and almost destroying me. So what I'd like to talk to you about this morning is, uh, you know, this, this Christmas in the, in the season of, of giving gifts, what I really want to talk to you guys about this morning is taking back what's yours. And what I mean by that is, is taking back what God has in store for each and every one of us. And what I'm talking about is the, is the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians. Well, to go back in Galatians 5.16, Paul says, if we walk by the Spirit, we won't carry out the desires of the flesh. And then later in verse 22, he says, but instead we'll walk in love, joy, in peace, in kindness, in gentleness. You know, I mean, these are the things that we are created to, to desire. I mean, every single one of us wants love, wants joy, wants peace, right? I mean, we were created that. We were created for that. But far too often what we do is, oh, I, I like to say that we were created with this, this Jesus-shaped void in our hearts that only he can fill. We were created to need that joy, to need that love that only he can give us. And you guys have all heard the story about, you know, if your joy is found in materialism or wealth, you know, it'll never be enough. You guys know that this is true. What I was doing in my life was I was placing these little bandages over that, that heart-shaped void that only Christ could fill. And I was empty. It was broken. It was hurting. It was painful. So far too often what I think that we do is, is we, we chase these things that, um, that bring us this surface joy, right? Um, we, you know, chase, um, you know, the real temporary fixes or the real temporary solutions, but we never dig deep and get after it and get to the heart of the problem and let Jesus Christ work in our lives. And that's my encouragement for you. You know, I say this to you from... Uh, or I say this from time to time, but uh, when we wake up in the morning, the alarm clock that wakes us up, um, or your three-year-old daughter, or whatever it is, what it should really sound like to you is the, uh, the last few notes of the national anthem, or uh, the air horn before a big competition, or the ding, 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 you know, before a boxing match. Because when we wake up in the morning, we are in a battle. We are in for the fight of our lives every single day. 
And Satan doesn't want you to know that. But Satan has a plan. And his plan is strategic. And his plan is intentional. And his plan is to kill you. And his plan is relentless. And so I think that we need to have a plan. We need to take back what's ours. We need to be honest and transparent about where we're being attacked. We need to ask for forgiveness. We need to forgive other people. We need to pray. We need to seek the truth. And again, we need to create a plan for ourselves and for our family for for 2016. We need to not only uh, have a defensive strategy against everything that that Satan is trying to do to us, but we also have to have the offensive strategy. And when we do, we win. Victory is ours. Christ defeated Satan. Amen? This doesn't mean that, um, you know, if we do this, that we aren't going to go through trials in our life. Uh, many of the ones that, that I've gone through and, and still continue to do are results from things that, I, that I've done myself. But we need to take back what's ours. And what's ours is that love, that joy, that peace that, could, that God desires all of us to have. You know, we've got one of the uh, greatest leadership teams here at Victory. And we've got a congregation that is more loving and more supporting than anybody that I've ever met. Let's continue to help each other towards accomplishing our our mission of enhancing the kingdom of God. Not by casting stones or by judging anybody else, but by looking at ourselves and by praying for each other. A couple of years ago, uh, two, exactly, um, I had become dependent on alcohol. Uh, I couldn't stop. I, I had put it off for so long or justified it that the, the chemical makeup of my body and my mind had changed to the point where I couldn't function unless I had a drink. And you combine that with, um, if that's your base, if that's your foundation, you combine that with the attack that Satan's got on you every single day. He was attacking my pride. He was saying, you know, what are all these people going to think about you? You know, I had made up this, uh, this plan. Well, geez, if I get help for this, if I, you know, if I admit all this stuff, you know, then what are we going to do? Where are we going to move to? We can't possibly let anybody know that this is going on, that, that I've got some problems in my life. So two years ago, um, Leah and I, made that uncomfortable drive uh, up to Hazelden. And, and I checked in. I needed to, um, I needed to, to, keep, to get through this before I could dig into anything, anything deeper in my life. Uh, I'll never forget the look on Leah's face uh, when we were sitting there and I was about to I was about to go. We were in this room. And she's looking at me and 
tears are just flowing down her face and she's looking at me with this empty look of like, now what? What are the next 30 days going to look like? What are the next 30 years going to look like? Thank you, by the way. You know, we were concerned about what kind of effects this would have on, on Tessa, who had just celebrated her, uh, her first birthday. You know, dad being gone, would there be the attachment thing? But we prayed. And we surrendered. And you guys prayed and and God answered. And he answered in, in an incredible way. And it doesn't mean, like I said, that, that Satan is done trying to destroy us. But it's rather a, a testimony of the power of prayer. The power of, of faith. The power of community and support from people like you. And the power and the promise of the word of God. Uh, I spent Christmas... And my 31st birthday, away from home that year. In fact, I was sitting uh, at Hazleton right now as I speak, two years ago. I remember on a couple of occasions, uh, people giving me the encouragement that, you know, that this is one of the greatest gifts that you could ever give yourself. And although that wasn't a lot of fun to hear, it was exactly right. It was exactly right. And that's my encouragement for you guys, to each of you this Christmas. You might not have to go to a a treatment facility and be away from your family, but take a look at what's going on in your life and take back what God has in store for you. Take back what God has promised for you. Take back what Christ has done for you. Satan's going to... uh, Satan is going to keep you down, but be, or try to keep you down, but be transparent about it. You know, when those things come, talk to somebody in your life that you can be transparent and honest with. Somebody that can come alongside of you and support you. And trust, surrender, trust, trust in God, trust in Jesus, trust in the message of Christmas, And trust in Emmanuel, God with us.